Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And on tonight's show, we will talk about sex for the very last time. Installment number 18 of the Let's Talk About Sex series. It's been a while since we did the last one. The last one was July of last year. Um, And usual, I'd like to welcome on someone to help out with the show. When we talk about sex, so I do have a special guest that I'll introduce in just a moment. But for those of you who may be new to the show, let me explain how things work. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. 
please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 763 starts right after a word from one of my supporters. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to The Crystal Show for always being down by law with T2Q. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. And uh, like I said, it's been a while, but we're going to get back into discussing sex. From sexual appetites to sex being a task or a chore. Or we'll also talk about something called edging. Maybe Something some of you know about, maybe it's something new. But without further ado, let me go to the phone and welcome on my guest for the evening. She hails from the Big Apple up there in New York City. Please welcome Miss Marcia Chambers to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Marcia, what's going on? Hey, Q. How are you? I am outstanding. <laughs> so glad That's to awesome. finally get That's you awesome. on. We met and we chatted. Uh, Seems like light years ago, but now we're here and we're gonna talk and have a little fun. Uh, but first, let me, you know, let my listeners get to know a little bit about you. Now you have many titles, but one of them that kind of interest interests me was uh, you are a sexual wellness consultant. Can you tell us what that is? Yes, and good evening to you and your listeners, and thank you so much for inviting me to your show. So a sexual wellness consultant, that is me, and that means that I am not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, and I don't play one on the radio. What I do is I am a mentor, and a mentor has a similar similar task like a coach, but a coach has an end date like a specific amount of time, <clears throat> excuse me, with a mentor like me, I'm in for the long haul. And we talk about sexual wellness. We talk about what foods and diets and exercise and, you know, things that they're doing to affect their libido, to affect their mental state. And yeah, I'm in for the long haul. When people sign up with me, when women sign up with me, because that's my audience, She'll know that she has my service for a long time. Okay, all right. That's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. You know, um, I, I guess. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Just a quick follow-up question. Being coached is something you have to want to do. So I, I know you probably have people come to you all the time, and they may not necessarily be accepting or coachable. How do you handle that situation? How do you handle someone who has people just want confirmation on what they want to do anyway? 
you know, so how do you coach people who may come off as being uncoachable? Well, I don't tell anybody what to do per se, like you must do this. I make suggestions. And how I got into this is that I experienced some ills and I decided to develop me and then I share it with them. Now, if they want to buy into it, then that's fine. If they don't, then that's fine too, you know, because not everybody will want to change. You have to want to change. If you want a better relationship, then you have to want to make certain concessions and certain changes with either your lifestyle or your choices. So uncoachable people, I mean, if you're not coachable, then, you know, I I can't work with you because if you're not, if you haven't made up your mind to make a change, then nothing I say or do or caress or coach or nothing, nothing will change it. Nothing. Absolutely. You have to already make up your mind that, you know, I need change. I'm, I'm at this point and it is unbearable or I'm at this point and I know I deserve better. And you're at the point where you need to make a change. So here we go. Let's do this. Hey, Michael Jackson said make some change. That's right. That's right. That's right. Change starts with you. All right. All right. And let's see. I have a caller holding. I'll get to you in just a moment. Anyone else want to chime in? Press one on your dial pad and that lets me know that you're ready to speak. So um, I'll get to Pensacola in just a second. Um, so you have an organization called SWELL, and um, I believe that's the acronym. I'm not sure what it stands for. You can share that with us. What exactly do you hope SWELL can accomplish? Uh, what, what is the purpose and what are you trying to accomplish with that? Well, SWELL's acronym is S-W-E-L-L, Sexual Wellness and Empowered Living Lifestyles for Women. So I empower women to have the best sex ever. (laughs) No, that sounds a little bit too. (laughs) My mission when I created this was to reduce the world's divorce rate by 50% because, you know, people get married and then 50% of them get divorced within a year, five years, but they're getting divorced. Why? Communication and no sex. So I help women who are lonely in their relationships to go from sexless to steamy. So that's what I do with Swell. And at the end result, my intention is for women to be so comfortable with who they are that they don't need anybody else to give them permission to be who they are. And a lot of women, a lot of us women, Generation X, boomers, uh, some of the new millennials, they're just wanting people to... I want to be seen. I want to be heard. Give me my permission. Can I do that? Can I, can I please myself? No, it starts with you. So I want women to develop that kind of confidence and love of self so that they don't need permission and they make better choices. They'd be better partners. They're better mothers, better wives, better employees. Okay. And I think, uh, I think that's great. Uh, I wish that more people took advantage of um, opportunities to, to, to talk to people like you, because I feel as when you have someone who's trying to help a group of people and, and I mean, it's never easy because you're, you're trying to basically pass on a positive message 
And we all know that positive messages tend to fall on deaf ears these days. If something's not ratchet, people won't pay attention. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the reason why a ratchet video on YouTube will go viral, but something positive will have like 13 views. And so <laughs> I, I know it can be kind of difficult to get people on board. And I always encourage my listeners to to listen to people, give people a chance. Okay. And listen to what's being said and listen with an open mind. Don't listen with your mind already made up or you're ready to make a rebuttal or something like that. Just listen. And you'll be surprised at what you can learn and how what someone is trying to pass on to you, even if it's something that you may already know, or maybe it's something that is no benefit to you. It may benefit someone else. You can pass the message on. And so I, I definitely applaud people like yourself who take time to try to give back to others. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I just wanted to follow up with my, my previous description. What, what I found with a lot of women, because, and I'll go through the history, how I even came down this line, but what I found with a lot of women and men too, they go ahead and they jump into these relationships and they don't have the pertinent conversations. They're not asking the right questions. So for example, boy meets girl, boom, hook up, and girl gets pregnant. Well, did you have a conversation with him and ask him, hey, do you even want kids? Do you want children? And do you want them with me? Do you think that I'd be a fit parent? I can't tell you how many times you have these divorce courts and you have the family courts. Well, did he even say he wanted kids with you? And then they have this animosity to each other. And then the kids are suffering as a result of that. So, you know, all these dysfunctions and, and notwithstanding that little small scenario, <coughs> excuse me, you have where these people enter the workforce or enter the arena or enter the, the regular traffic and they're holding up traffic or they're giving you bad customer service because they're going through, you know, the drama, the drama that could have been avoided with a couple yeah. key questions before you spread. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. It's like they're bringing home to work and it's, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. And it's too frequent. Yes, very. All right, so one more question, and we'll go ahead and get into our topics. But uh, how did you develop an interest in this type of, uh, I, I guess, topic uh, or, or sexual awareness? How, where did it come from? Well, I used to do real estate. So I have a real estate sales background. And I was in between deals. And a colleague of me, a colleague of mine said to me, let's go sell some toys. So I told her I didn't know anything about toys because I only had one child. And I'm like, I don't know anything about kids and toys. She's like, no, let's go sell toys. You can make some money doing that. So we developed this posting, posting workshop. And we got the inventory of toys and we marketed because we knew how to market. We marketed and we got these ladies to say, yeah, we want a party. We want a hen party. We want a bachelorette party. We want a stag party, whatever it was. And we got these parties going and we had the toys. But what I noticed was that they would have the toys. They would see the toys and wouldn't know what the hell to do with the toys. They turned upside down. They turned right side up. What the hell is this? How do you use it? <laughs> so we incorporated this education piece and it worked phenomenal. And we, what I found at the time was that there were so many women, not only intrigued 
buy the toys, but they were starving for some fun time, you know, like girls' time. Oh, girls' time now. Some of them didn't even want to go home after the whole (laughs) workshop ended. And they were coming up to me and asking, you know, I haven't had sex with my boo in about eight months. These are young women. Okay? And I, I, I always remember this one young lady. She was decked out in this um, high, high boots, spike heels, leather pants, tight as all get out, and a nice um, bustier blouse. Sexy, right? And she wasn't a bad-looking woman. And she came up to me, and she trusted me enough to, to share with me that, you know, her husband just rolls on, jabs four times, comes, rolls off, and goes to sleep. My mouth fell. I'm like, well, what about you? She's like, well, what about me? I said, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So that was when I got my, oh, my God moment, right? I got to do something to help these women because there's so many of her walking around out there. You look at them and you figure, oh, that's a sex kitten. Nope. Totally unfulfilled. Totally unsatisfied. Mm. That thing so, dead. At the time, dead, like a dead bedroom. Bedroom funerals, you know, only he's getting off. And getting off, but how? Is he enjoying it? I mean, sex is supposed to be pleasurable, right? So our partnership didn't work out, me and the other young lady, because I saw a different vision for the company. So we parted ways. But I said, you know, I have to find something that's a little bit more in depth than just selling toys. So I started to do my research. And at the time I was going through some toxicity and I had just come out of a physically abusive relationship. And I said, you know, there's no way that I could give proper information and I'm all this toxic, you know, this poison walking around inside of me. So I decided to work on me. I did a lot of classes like Tantra classes, own classes. I read books by Esther Perel good one to read is mating in captivity how to bring your love tone i did retreats events expos workshops i had mentors like sam isadora dr venus lisa nichols sage levine i mean i did it all so that i could learn that i matter so before i can help another woman i had to help me you know because women were just lonely in their relationships They weren't being loved. They weren't being touched. There was no connection. There was no nothing. And that's how I got to this. And I developed Swell. Okay. Wow. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, no one should feel alone in a relationship. That's just just not good. That's true. We'll go ahead and get into the show. Let me bring on one of my show legends and if you're not familiar, Marcia, I have I have callers, but I have some callers who are regulars, and they've contributed so much in the, to the show that I refer to them as show legends. And they're so <laughs> special, they even have their own theme music once I bring them on. So let me oh, go to the, eight, five, zero, <laughs> to the Emerald Coast of Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the man in black, making his way to the ring, the homie Buck. Buck, what's going on, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Glad to have hey, you. Hey, Buck. How are you doing this evening? I'm fabulous. Thanks. And yourself? I'm doing outstanding. 
All righty then. Glad to have you on, man. So, Marcia, I'll start with you. I want to discuss sexual appetites. And so my first question of the night, I guess, is should a couple have the same level of sexual appetite in order to have a sexual relationship? Well, I don't think so. I think this is where communication steps in and where trust steps in. I think they did a survey. I can't remember the numbers now. They did a survey the other day and they said about 15% of men and I think 34% of women say they're really not interested in sex. That's like that Lola thing. But what happens to the other 85 and yeah, that they're really not interested. I don't know what's going on there. But, you know, maybe it could be that they just have bad partnering. You have couples where you have one person has a very high libido and the other has a very low libido. I think that dynamic can work. It it, it brings on the creativity. It brings on the curiosity. It brings on communication. I mean, communication is one of the reasons why a lot of couples get divorced or they part ways because I can't talk to him. I can't talk to her. You know, they don't know how to talk to each other. And it doesn't always have to be verbal communication. Communication could be nonverbal. So I don't think that it should be a bad thing. I think it should be an opening for them to explore more, an opening for them to, yeah, be more curious, not only about each other, but also about themselves. Okay. So, Buck, let me get a man's opinion on this. Do you think that a couple should have the same level of sexual appetite in order to be successful in a relation in a sexual relationship? Well, you know, I always say communication is key. So, I mean, there's, I mean, in today's society, I mean, you're running into a lot of, you know, when you meet a significant other, you know, there may be different interests in, you know, in the sexual realm, so to speak. You know, that's something that you have to talk about. Um, I don't think that, I mean, you've got to be able to communicate because if you don't communicate those things, I mean, if and you're looking for a long, long-term relationship um, and the other person is not, um, these are things that need to be brought out on the table. Um, and sex is something that needs to be talked about. It, it doesn't need to, you know, you don't need to just do it and then, you know, that bygone be bygone. If you're looking for a good relationship, you and, and it's enjoyable. You know, it has to be something that you have to constantly work on. I believe because if you don't, then I mean, it could get stale fast. And I, you know, if and that's a why, it's got to be some common ground in that area. Because if it's not common ground in that area, in my opinion, it's not going to work very well. I'm not saying it's not going to not going to work, but I mean, there's a lot of disconnect going on and I think it's pure if you don't know how to communicate everybody communicates via internet or Instagram or any of that kind of shit and in my in my opinion that just doesn't work I mean what happened to the good old fashioned go to the bar go to you know go to a restaurant or whatever and, and the thrill of the hunt you know I mean Half the time when you meet these people on the internet, these rascals, you know, we got to get to know each other, and they don't even want to meet you. They just want to, you know, they want pen pals and 
you know, Instagram posts and all that kind of crap. I, I, if you know, if I'm single, which I'm not single, the thing is, is that if you are trying to meet someone, you know, I don't want to meet you online. I want to see you face to face, so I can kind of, you know, read and feel you out a little bit, you know. And people don't, they've lost that connection, and it, it you know, that's that's important. And I think building that relationship starts there. It don't start on the internet and texting and Instagram and Snapchat and all that bullshit. Okay. So let me follow up with what it, what Buck just said, Marcia. Um, you know, at one time people used to say online dating allows a person to get to know you first before you finally meet them. But, uh, you know, has that changed? Is, is, Online dating just as microwavable as meeting someone at the mall or, or anything now because you have Tinder and all these other different deals. Are people just not communicating and that's how we um, have this wide range of, of issues we have with sex? I think, I think, yeah, I think you have a point there that the connection is lost because people have become so socially awkward. They don't know how to have a conversation. And they're so used to this microwave, you know, pop, pop, everything right now, right now, right now, that there's no more, there's no courtship. You know, I I did a workshop and I said to some of the ladies, I say, you know, give yourself 90 days before you spread your legs. One woman said to me, 90 days, who got that kind of time? I'm like, and that's why we in this kind of mess. Because they don't take the time to learn about each other. They don't take the time to have a conversation, feel each other's energy, go to places, learn their likes, their dislikes. Oh, do you want this? Do you like that? I had another workshop. It was a couple's workshop. And even married people lose connection, right? So the question I asked, I I separated the group. I separated the men from the women. And I asked the women once set of questions, which I later asked their significant other. So the question was, how does she come? Well, the woman's answer was, she comes clitorally. When I asked the husband, mind you, they were married 10 years, had a set of twins, and were trying to have another. Asked him the same question. He's like, oh, how does she come? I don't know. Vaginally, because the, the, the selections were clitorally, vaginally, anally, or none at all. He's like, I don't know, vaginally? And she's like, no, boo, clitorally. <laughs> so I'm just saying that people don't have conversations. They, they're not curious enough. They, they don't feel around and explore each other enough. So... Yeah, I, I think with this day and age that people are not having the conversations, they are not connecting with each other, they're becoming socially awkward, they're depending more so on uh, Bumble and Tinder and, you know, let me send a text message, hey, do you want to vote? You know, no, or, or send a dick pic, oh, what is that? No, and women have <laughs> lowered their standards to, to accept this. You see that when they walk around with, and I'm old school, but your pants need to be up by your your hip or your waist, not under your ass. And if a woman is walking with a man who's walking around like that, then, you know, shame on you. 
then you're letting him know that your standards are like way down there or you have none. Oh, and she what might say, well, saying? I like that. Why? So, yeah. Mm. What did you say, Q? All right. So you mentioned a moment ago about um, when we were talking, discussing sexual appetites that maybe someone who doesn't have a big appetite had a bad partner and you know, so I guess you can lose your your sexual appetite, just like you can lose your appetite for food. But uh, let me ask you, and just just you know, for your personal opinion, what makes like the example you gave of the, the young lady who was marrying her husband was a two pump chump. Well, I'm sorry, I think you said four pumps. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, how can a person be so clueless? as to not understand that they're not satisfying their woman. Because there are some guys who may be nice guys. They may treat her well and all that stuff, but they have no idea or are saying like they just are in a bubble when it comes to pleasing them sexually. I have a friend, a friend, a friend of mine, and she was in a relationship, and she talked about just how bad the sex was. And yet he seemed like he was cool with how everything was. I mean, so how can someone who may seem nice on the surface be so clueless in the bedroom? Because they're not having the conversations. And why are they not having the conversations? I asked the same lady, you know, with the four-pump chump. I said, well, did you tell him? She's like, no, I can't tell him that. (laughs) Why? Why? I mean, you don't have to be abrasive, but you can have have a discussion. Hey, babe, you know, I want a little more of something, something. You must know how to talk to your mate. But apparently a lot of women don't. So, yeah, that can cause the other person to kind of lose interest. And and we all have sexual appetites. We're all born with sexual appetites. It's just that as women, we were conditioned to oppress that appetite because, oh, you know, the shame and the guilt. Oh, you're a whore. Oh, you're a slut. No, I just love sex. Maybe you don't, and that's shame on you. But sexual energy is like one of the most potent energies that humans have. So, and if you don't express that energy, if it's not released positively, then trust and believe you're going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And, and, and even though it sounds silly and ridiculous, it's true. Because that energy needs to be released. If it's constantly oppressed, why do you think they, why do you think this doctor invented sex toys? Because women were having these sexual energies that were not being released. Because at that mm-hmm. time in the 30s, right. sex was only for procreation. So the doctor said, "Oh, she must be hysterical." No, she's just horny. <laughs> Uh, you know, I wonder what commission uh, what commission is on one of these uh, two thousand dollars sex dolls they have now. You probably make good commission off of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't sell I don't sell the sex dolls, but you you want to hear something funny though? You want to hear something funny? Uh-huh. So, sex dolls. You guys are privy to the new type of sex dolls that they have, right? They yes, they feel yes. like a human being, and you touch them, and you know the silicone is like so realistic. Well, they have what's called robot dolls by Lumi, L-U-M-I, this company that makes them, robot dolls. 
and it's taking on like wildfire. Why? Because they're opening up a sex doll brothel. You heard me? Sex doll brothel. They have one in Dublin, Ireland. They have one in Barcelona. (coughs) Excuse me. And one's coming soon to London. They have these dolls there where you could rent them, try them out, and be on your way. So, you know, what's going on? (laughs) So is that cheating? (laughs) If your husband (laughs) says, I'm going to the the brothel. Now, is that cheating because he's having sex with a doll? He doesn't even want to have sex with you. He wants to have sex with a doll. Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh man, that sounds yeah. like a that could have been a show topic right there. Is it cheating when it's a robot? <laughs> uh, yeah, that. right. <laughs> yeah, but that's the trend now. You know, find everything to replace the human connection. And they never ask for a raise. All right. And they so... never. Ask. <laughs> so funny. Well, so for 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 you ladies out there who, you know, you're not being satisfied sexually, and your your guy just doesn't seem to have an interest after you've talked to him and it's still not working out, do like Teddy P and let it go. Just just let him go and move on. Um, because right. if he's not paying attention to your needs, and if you're having a conversation with him then it's not going to change. Okay, it's not going to change. So, all right, so one more question about sexual appetite. Well, I can't say one more question because I'm full of questions. But, uh, (laughs) Marcia, is there a change in dynamics if the woman craves sex more than her man? If she's always wanting it, or maybe even if it's not her man, maybe it's someone you just started dating and, you know, she seems to be the one throwing out the hints and everything. Does that kind of change the dynamic based on what you mentioned earlier about women have been taught to suppress uh, sexual feelings? So when one is expressive, men don't know how to take it? I should ask you, does it change the dynamic if if a woman is just overly horny and you're dating a woman and she's always needing sex or wanting sex? Does it change the dynamic for you? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, (laughs) I think that it can. I think, again, communication comes into play here because with some guys, and this is not all guys, with some guys, if they haven't communicated and he thinks that, well, maybe she's like this with every guy, then he may not feel that special, okay? And it may be something that kind of turns him off. But if he knows that she's just into him, or, you know, guys she's actually in relationships with or committed to or something like that, then it might not be that bad, bad of a deal, I guess. And then maybe your age plays a role in it, too. If you're 21 years old, you take whatever you can get when you can get it, all right? And if you're 51 years old, I don't know, you you might have to, you know, you're taking your heart medicine and you, you're just trying to get eight hours of sleep every night. you <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but in my personal opinion, if you have a woman who enjoys sex, consider it a blessing, if you ask me. I mean, Buck, how do you feel about it? Indeed, because, you know, I'm 47, and I still like to get down. So, you know, I don't, you know, my thing is that if you can get it as much as you can get it, you know, I don't have those heart issues that you speak of. 
So, <laughs> you know, my thing is, I'm going to get it when I can get it. So, that's you know, I break thunder and lightning every single time. So, you got to, you know, it's, it's got, you got to be able to, you know, on a serious note, I mean, if you have somebody that, that is, you know, that likes to have it often, consider it a blessing. I mean, because, I mean, that's, you know, sex is a very important part of your relationship, of any relationship. So the more you have it, typically, you know, as long as y'all are doing the right kind of communication and making sure you improve it, you know, it should be a very pleasurable experience, you know. So it's important. Yeah. And then also, Marcia, it, now there there are limitations now. If her and I are at, are at the mall and she's on me like a coyote on the goat, or you know, we're, we're, we're sitting in we're sitting in church, and while everybody has their 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 heads down, you're reaching over in my lap or something. You know, it can be too much. You know, so I mean, it has so, to be. So, so here's what I say to that: the simple fact that she's hornier than a goat, right? That means that you got to step up your game. I mean, her libido is revved to the ten. And your libido is at two. I mean, there are things that you can do to kind of step up your game. Maybe dance and get some movement going so all your chakras come in line and builds up your sexual energy. If you take her dancing, wear her ass out, and then you go home and you're like, okay, we'll just have some cunnilingus and put you to bed. And, and that's it. I mean, there, there are so many different things where you could work around that dynamic. Like, like um Buck, Buck said that relationships take work. It takes work. You know, if if you're not in it for the long haul, if you're not going to put your A game in because this person is important to you, you want them in your life, then listen, pleasure is a two-way street. She needs mm-hmm. her needs met as well as you need your needs met. And if she's saying to you, honey, I'm always horny. My nipples are always hard. My vulva's always wet. What you doing? She's horny for you. So make, I mean, there's and so many different ways. Thing. You have toys, and that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. And you have toys yeah. that can assist you, even if you aren't, you know, high strong. You can say, all right, baby, I'll watch you masturbate. How's that? That's something that's different. That's some spice to the bedroom. You're not interacting, but you're seeing your, your A, learning how she gets pleasure because her masturbating in front of you is going to show you, you know, where, where she applies the pressure to get the moans. And, and if she's a squirter, then, you know, if she gets to her G spot and starts to squirt, you know, you can say, Oh my God, let me get my cup or whatever. I mean, you know, everybody does that, but you can step up your game in either employing toys or use your fingers more, use your your nose, your tongue a little bit more, your toes even if you have to. I mean, satisfy her because a happy wife is a happy life, you know? Mm-hmm. So then that would that would cut down on the instances where she may be showing you up at church or showing you up in the mall because nothing's more insensitive than a woman just be all over you just to show off like oh yeah well yeah i can't wait to go home and you're you're pushing her off like oh not now not now 
you know, there has to be communication like that. Yeah, so it brings up the spice. Step up your game. Dance. Move your chakras more. Because that builds the sexual energy as well. Okay. I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to the phone lines to the 757 area code, which I believe is the state of, or the Commonwealth of Virginia. Carla, what's your name? My name is Terry. Terry, how are you? Did you want to contribute I'm to well, the conversation? You yes, I've been listening the entire time. I am a friend of Marcia. I came on the line to support, and wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, lovey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for popping on. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely want to be a part of this conversation. Thank you, Q, for for putting me on the line. (laughs) Not a problem. Not a problem. And did you have anything to add on sexual appetites um, if a woman tends to be a little more aggressive than her man? Definitely. If I feel like if a woman is a little bit more aggressive than her man, then as as far as you when you when you answered that question, how it would make you feel if she was, you know, a little spicier than you, you would have some concerns about hey maybe she's like this with anybody else. Isn't that kind of like a double standard? Because if you were with a female and your attitude, I'm sorry, your appetite was spicier than hers, you wouldn't expect that she would think twice about you. You know, hey. I want it. I want you. That's what matters. It doesn't matter about what you were before. It's what you are now with me. How you are now with me. You can't get hungry oh, for people's past. I agree with you. I mean, I was giving hypothetical as far as how some men think, but I, I agree yeah. with you. Um, that uh, and there are a lot of a lot of guys who, of course, were. Um, some of us have been trained to have a double standard. It's something that maturity has to kind of phase out of your, your consciousness because we have the mindset that men are supposed to always get it and women are supposed to always mm-hmm. save it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and really it's something that's very difficult for a lot of, that's why um, when it comes to, when, just like when you think about politics and how you have these 60, 70-year-old guys in the White House trying to make decisions on women's rights and things of that nature. I, I mean, when you're set in a, in a certain way or you're from a certain generation, you're not going to necessarily be as open or modern when it comes to certain decisions. So it does take some maturity to get people out of that mindset. And, and that's what I like about shows like this, especially when ladies and guys can kind of give their two cents and, and talk things out. Because when you hear things from another person's perspective, it kind of opens the door to, hey, maybe the way I've been taught is not the way to go or is not necessarily uh, fair or a reality. So I, I definitely agree with you 100% on that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, and also, I think like I'm spicy. <laughs> I'm spicy. So when I'm feeling like that and he's not, I'm not always aggressive, so I think, like you said, it's a matter of maturity. You have to meter it. You can you can let him know that hey, I really want you, and by by that touch or that, by that look, you know, whisper something in his ear. We at church or on the way home from church. Hey, mm, I can't wait till we get the kids in the house and get dinner done. Mm, maybe I got something for you. Come on, meet me up there. <laughs> you know? 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just That's what's up. How you can, yeah. you can be spicier and do it to where he's not feeling uncomfortable and you can right. still get your needs met, you know? So right. I'm all That's about right. it. If you think, if, it should be a satisfying uh, it should be a satisfying engage, an interaction for both parties. So, yeah, I'm with that. That's and just true. to and piggyback on again. what Terry said. Go ahead. Can I talk? Just to piggyback on what Terry said, you know, if he, that this, there has been a research that was done that shows that more women are cheating than men. So mm-hmm. if they're not getting satisfied and they're not having the conversations or they're not getting the cooperation, then women are going to go out there and try and find it. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what's been happening now. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And again, it goes back to off. communication. You know, it goes back to it communication does. as well because it does. you know, there's a situation. There's a situation where, um, you know, they they have to talk and work things out. And then, like you say, uh, Marcia, the guy has to step his game up if that's the yeah. case. If he's behind. You know, when you get out of church, you go home and have service at home, and because everybody on their that's knees right. ain't praying. I'm just saying. Hey. That's right. That's right. Hey, you know. <laughs> can I can I borrow that one? Everybody on their knees ain't praying. <laughs> I like that one. Yep. Ooh, also, cute. I think that you know, just like just like ladies like to be pursued and. And and courted and and you know I I want you to tell me hey I look good mm, baby you smell good and dang don't you I know the brother I know my brother likes it when I tell him that yeah exactly yep you know and, so that's like, that's part, to me that's part of foreplay foreplay doesn't just start in the bedroom yep mm-hmm. yep it's just it's 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 to get to in the morning exactly and it's a good ain't nothing like a good smelling woman. Because a good right, smelling yeah. woman to get your uh, get your attention in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and, and, and like you'll you, you have whiplash turned around. She, may, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, I was I was in the store the other day, and there was a lady, and I I was not, you know, I was looking in a complete different direction. She passed me, and I mean, it was like my neck almost broke. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I I'm like, God, you smell good. She goes, Thank you. And she started mm-hmm. smiling. I was like, Damn, I got to get up out of here. <laughs> I mean, and that shit do something to you. It does. It really does. It does, man. Yeah. And if she made up right, got everything done right, fingers, toes, everything else, everything in in the right proper place. Shoot, you may have to step out of retirement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael Jordan came back. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right. That's what some training <laughs> All right. So, Marcia, let's talk about, um, I guess you can c- consider this technique a little bit, I, I guess. But uh, you introduced me something, to something, I guess a term I've never heard of before. The act itself I'm familiar with, but I didn't know it actually had like a name. I guess everything has a name. And it's called edging. Can you explain to my uh-huh. listeners what edging is? Oh, edging is when you're either in the act or you are giving yourself pleasure. You go to the point where you're almost 
ejaculate and just stop. You know, just calm down, breathe a little, pull back, and then start again. That's what edging is. Edging is right at the peripheral of the, the climax. So you build up, build up, build up, build up. It's like the plane taking off, ramping up, ramping up. And then you decide, no, I don't want to go off. I don't want to lift off. I just want to coast a little, you know. So maybe you were pumping a mile a minute. Then you decide, oh, no, I'll just ease back. And that's what edging is, basically. It's pleasuring yourself to the point of orgasm and then pulling back. You ramp it up. And then you pull it back. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's all that okay. is. I think mm-hmm. guys do that pretty often and, and, and Buck you can comment if you want because um with guys, you know, especially if you're trying to avoid like premature ejaculation, then it's like you got mm-hmm. to stop. You know, yeah. and kind of back mm-hmm. up a little bit, say your alphabet's backwards, uh, you know, recite the lineup to the LA Lakers, whatever <laughs> to slow things down. <laughs> So I think guys have been edging for quite some time. Maybe not the four chump pump, pump chump guy we mentioned earlier. But, uh, <laughs> he needs to be edging. He needs to be edging. Yeah. Sure yeah. But you know, but the guess, other thing with edging, the other thing with edging, Q, is that a lot of women and a lot of men too complain that. Well, not so much men, but women complain that there's just no connection. So part of the communication that we were talking about before, that is a wonderful connection. Why? Because now you're so in tune with your partner's responses. I mean, if you weren't before, you should be. You know, what is your partner doing when you get to that point? Oh, give me more, give me more. You know, something like that. Or, ah! or you know, why did you stop? Or holding your head, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All these responses. You know, you mm-hmm. you as the other person need to pay attention to these things. You mm-hmm. now you're gonna find out what makes your partner just tick and click and oh, if I did like that and you know that kind of thing. So that develops mm-hmm. the connection and the intimacy. It, it's not vocal, but it's connecting. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because not, not everything is about the big climax, you know. I mean, yeah, we want a climax, but sometimes you, and, and even if you, for, for example, early in the morning, the alarm clock goes off. And we all know everybody has like a, another 10, half an, 10 minutes to half an hour that, okay, I'll get up in a half an hour kind of thing. So for that time, don't let climaxing be the main goal, you know, start with the end in mind. You just want pleasure. And that morning time is like, oh, my God, before you get up to go and pee. Or maybe you go pee and then you come back. But that morning time, just getting in the groove, and before you get to that climax, you say, okay, baby, we finish this later. What? All day long, thinking about that. What? My man is mm-hmm. makeup home to you and you rush home to her yeah Wait a so, so let, me, even, let me make sure i understand this correctly <laughs> you saying start but don't finish yeah that's exactly what you said that's exactly what i said and i mean sometimes it's, from a, it's the thrill it's, it, it brings back what i said earlier the thrill of the hunt 
I mean, because sometimes, yeah. man, sometimes that teasing, man, you yeah. gonna be, yeah. you your work your work day gonna flow better because you yeah. gonna be thinking about you gonna be taking think about getting in that ass all day long. Yeah. What if she, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. What yep. If, what what if she decides to really just I mean I've had this happen to me a couple of times like where she said hey why don't you meet me at the store you know you know look, I got to get some shoes or whatever you know she may have gotten dialed up for you all day long maybe she got off work early she trying to surprise you she'll go you know she'll go get dialed up try on some shoes and be flirting with your ass the whole time you want to throw it down right there in the damn shoe store um, uh-huh. you know but she hold back. Man, by the time you do get, because she now you all frustrated, hot and bothered. By the time you get home, <laughs> y'all you may not make it in the house. You know, you may you may strip off right down the damn in the garage or whatever. You know, exactly. wherever it may be. But I did. But I totally think the idea. Is, yeah, I mean, you, I, you I what? totally understand um, because I, I mean, it will make the day. I mean, you're thinking about that person. All day, but I, uh-huh. I do think you've got to have some communication with your partner, though. Because yep. I mean, yeah. you get a woman on the on the brink, and you get up, you might get punched in the mouth. So you got to have some communication. <laughs> well, communication is important. You don't want to get a fist. Look, I think it's great, especially if you both have um have um a long lunch break. I think that's even even better. Yeah, you may not you may not have to wait till the evening time. Wait till lunchtime. Yeah, y'all close enough. Go ahead and knock it down in. But the bottom line <laughs> is, those kind of the bottom line is those kind of things right there. I mean, your your sexual appetite when it's when it's that good, it stays fresh because you're always uh-huh. coming up with something new and different. And see, this uh-huh. is where this is why you know. Is I think it's very very important that when single people need to be able to communicate. They need to be able to communicate from day one because there's too many people out there settling. Everybody knows what their type is. Exactly. I mean, exactly. And, and the people that, and the ones that are making the bad choices are the ones that don't know themselves because they refuse yes. to be by them. They refuse to be by themselves. Yes. So they get out of one. They're not out of one relationship. They're jumping in another one, and then that mm-hmm. relationship's not going not going right because they're, you know, they hadn't really gotten over the other one. Or they're still calling sure. the other one. And, you know, so yep. the thing is, sometimes you got to be by your damn self so you can know what the hell you like because you didn't forget exactly. what you like. Right. Exactly. So, Very well said, so sir. You, so, I mean, yep. the bottom line of it is you got to be able to communicate. If you can, the communication part is so important. If you can't communicate, then it ain't going to work. And if you, the longer you stay awesome. in a bad relationship, I don't care. It, it ain't gonna work. It's just not gonna work. When the communication is there, everything works. It doesn't matter whether it's distant. It doesn't matter whether whether y'all are apart for a year or a month. It doesn't matter. It works because the communication's there. So when you do get, to, right. get together, man, you gonna man shoot. Feet gonna be in the moon, Jack. That's the way it's supposed to work. I think it's amazing just how many times you've heard the word communication tonight. You know, there are people uh, who yes. are afraid to talk to their significant other. Look, if you can't yes. talk to the person, if you can't talk to a person you're sharing bodily fluids with, you're with the wrong person. Okay? Yes. And yes. so it's very important <laughs> that you learn to 
Talk to people. Ask for what you want. Don't be afraid to say no if it's something you don't want. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's it sounds but simple, you know, but it's Q, hard. It's hard for a lot of people. You know, Q. Yeah, and the reason why it's hard sometimes is because a lot of these people were raised where children aren't allowed to speak. You don't say nothing. We don't want to hear you. So they grow up with that, like, okay, well, what I have to say is not important. And then they meet yep. someone else, and they, they are stifled. You know, whatever it is that they need to say, they don't feel like it's important. They don't feel like it's worth it. They don't feel like the person would appreciate or understand. So they stifle it. And then they gain all this resentment, you know, underlying. And then even if they talk to their friends about it, their friends will say, well, why don't you just tell them? No, I can't tell them that. Mm-mm. Why? Just like you say, Swell was created because people are exchanging DNA and not having the right conversation. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, it, it's funny. Yeah. It's, it's funny now, you know, it's, when you go out. Every once in a while, I just kind of, you know, you just get that urge just to go out and just kind of see how people communicate with each other. And it is hilarious because, you know, these young guys, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Some, some of the young women don't either. And it's just it's a big clusterfuck. And then you get an OG come up in there like me, you know, come in there and just kind of look around. Man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of business within five or ten minutes of stepping into place. And they're going like, Charlie, how do you do that? I'm going like, you don't know how to communicate? You don't know how to sit there and just ask, you know, what you what you want to do, whatever, and get a response? You don't know how to do that? And, you know, they're sitting there in amazement, like it's some kind of, you know, something new and different. Like a magic like, trick. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? I'm going like, y'all can do this. You got two or three women dance with you, and you can't do that? Sorry. Okay, I don't know what to tell you. A closed mouth never gets fed. There's a lot of people starving. Exactly. Socially awkward. Let's move on. Buck mentioned millennials, and um, and I I, I guess you know in this age we have of course the technology and things of that nature. Like we have the age of Tinder. Okay, Tinder is an app where you can. It's like a hookup app. You go on there, swipe left, swipe right, whatever you want to do, looking for the person you can make some type of connection with. Um, but, Mar- Marcia, are people suffering a disconnect when it comes to relationships due to the age of Tinder? I mean, has that just cut off our communication and has dumbed our minds down to swipe left and right? Well, yeah. And it's not just Tinder. It's, it's Bumble, too. You heard about Bumble, right? Nope. Bumble Bumble is a dating app, and you also swipe left and swipe right. Left means no, right means yes. But the difference between Bumble and Tinder is that Bumble, the woman now has the choice to step to the guy. If there's a match, she now says, "Well, okay, I wanna I wanna talk to you. I wanna I want us to develop something, whatever it is." So, but she has a 24-hour window. So Bumble and Tinder, yeah, they're making it that 
there's no kind of, like Buck said earlier, there's no kind of face-to-face, you know, feel the energy, smell the perfume, the aura, the aroma. When she moves her hair, you know, you smell the shampoo. None of that stuff going on. They feel so socially awkward. There was a study that was done that in Tokyo, Tokyo, Japan, they have, according to the government, (coughs) excuse me, they have... 42% 42% of men and 44.2% of women, almost half of Japan's millennials, single, they're virgins. Between ages 18 to 34, they're virgins. And you have 5.7% of the men and 89.3% of women that want to get married. So much so, they have this new thing that's, that's up. I did a, a show around it, the, the designer marriages. They have this new thing that's called solo sologamy. I can't even pronounce the damn name. Sologamy, where the woman marries herself. What the fuck? I mean, who does that? Well, they're doing yeah, that. Know. They're doing Huh? Wow. They are doing that. So, yeah, nowadays these millennials, they're obsessed with their careers. They they don't want to emotionally connect. And, and I'm thinking that maybe because they've seen what happens to their parents, you know, mm-hmm. their parents are in the relationship and they, they can't get out. So now they have this fear, like, I don't want to get into something like that where I can't get out. You know, a lot of these millennials are kids of divorce and they see the, the ache and the pain that they had to go through because, Oh, mommy's over there and daddy's over there. When all they want is just for everybody to be together. So maybe that has traumatized them to a certain degree. And I'm not, I'm not advocating that they're not, they're not having a lot of sex anymore. That, that, that is another study that was shown that the generation X and the boomers were having more sex when they were in their twenties than this generation of millennials are having today. Wow. Scary. Yes. And uh, but I think, like, well, is the the fact of the matter is, if we can take this a step further, and I've said this a lot, a lot on the show as well, when you have kids raising kids, you know, there's no there's no real teachings about certain things. You know, back then, back in the day, if you came up in a single parent house, you usually lived around family where you had great uncles or uncles and aunts and thing and grandmothers and things of that nature. They were actually in their 70s and 80s. Now grandmamas are like 20, 25. You know, they, they still got Simulac on the breath. They don't know what the hell to teach anybody. I mean, they still try to learn their damn selves. So, I mean, if your grandma 20, 20 and you 12 or 13, they, that's not, that learning curve is not that great. And if you're, you know, your, grandma, your grandmother and your, grand, your grandmother and your aunts and aunts, Live a thousand miles away. What the hell are they gonna teach you? They they may not ever see you, but maybe once or twice in the blue moon. So all of that <laughs> that village teaching that we that yes. we're accustomed to having, it's not there. So they mm-hmm. you know they can't tell you the intricacies, the birds and bees, and the things that those things that's very important, you know, for development purposes. We don't have that anymore. Uh, you know, they're learning from, you know, looking at porn on on video and TV and you know, and all that kind of stuff, and never really can't teach you anything, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not, I mean, you see so much of it now, it's not even enjoyable. So, you know, you need that, you need that, you know, been there, done that, 
experience teaching, and, and we don't have that no more. So that's another reason why there's so much of a disconnect right now. I agree. We don't have the old dudes down at the barber shop talking, you know, yep. they may be talking that trash, yep. you know, or the women laughing and hee-hawing in the, in the hair salon, you know, talking about, girl, that, that motherfucker threw me down last night. You know, we don't have that no more. We don't have that no more because now everybody, everybody talking about their problems. They're not talking about good things and things that are, you know, you may not think that's important. But that's just important. It's very important because you can learn something from older people that've been there, done that. Oh, what is that? And Buck. Um, yes. Further to that, you have the the old heads who don't even dare tell a young buck that you can't do that. He'll take out a shotgun and blow you up, and you know. So a lot of the old heads are like scared to say anything to them because they're so yeah. hot. Yeah, the old heads that you see now, they try, you know, they coming up, you know, they don't even, you know, they're trying to get, trying to block you instead of trying to teach you, you know, so, because they, yeah, they, they still in the, yeah, because they still in the game and they should be retired, you know, right, so, <laughs> you know, it's that Viagra, it's that Viagra and yep. vitamin V yeah. gave him a new life, <laughs> know, right, so let me, so, Terry. Let me ask you this, Terry. And I, I don't know if you're money or not, but I'll ask you the, something that Marcia said when she mentioned the Bumble app, and you can respond, but you have 24 hours. And I mean, is this stuff subconsciously confusing us anymore? Is it making things complicated? Uh, just like the app has all these rules, and it kind of speeds you along, only giving you 24 hours, so you're kind of rushed into a decision. I mean, isn't that part of the problem? Problem. But uh, I think, like, with us, you know, we're all smart and we're all into our computers and all these different programs and social networking. It's all so easy. Like you, like I heard you guys use the reference of the microwave. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it makes it a daunting task. Even though it says, oh, just swipe left if you want, if you're interested, and swipe right if you're not, or, or vice versa. Um you're missing so much because most of the people with these 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 profiles they're not honest in the profile. It's usually some mess that they putting up there just to to get you to to hook you, like you know the bait. Uh, so uh-huh. yeah, it's, I think it's definitely um, effing up the game. <laughs> I think Lack of a better phrase, I agree. Me, me personally, me personally, I have look. I have considered, you know, putting a profile up on eHarmony and all that other good stuff. But, you know, I was like, you know what? And I know some sisters who have married the gentleman who they met on eHarmony. And they're still together. They've been married for years, and they're happy. They're a beautiful couple. Um, but I also have several friends who've done the, 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 the dating apps, and it's just a hot, shitty mess. He's my friend. <laughs> So I said, you know what, I'm too old. So we stick I don't have time. Um, oh, okay, then we're going to Wee wee. I agree. I agree with you because back in the day, I did a um, a I don't know if you guys heard of this. Plenty of fish. Someone said mm-hmm. to me, "Go on, plenty yep. of fish," and I did a plenty mm-hmm. of fish profile. And I'm telling you, the picture was so ratchet looking. 
When I say ratchet, I'm like, what? Who's this? What? Who are you? Mm-mm. I was so turned off just by the, the appearance of it. And then they want, they didn't ask you a whole lot of questions. That was another thing that kind of swayed me the opposite way. They didn't ask questions like cerebral enough to make you think, you know, so you could actually get a, a, an idea of who this person is. Do they do they think beyond, hey baby, what a fool? You know, that 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 you know, that's all they know. You know, that's your dictionary. Yeah. So yeah, I was turned off by that. I got you. And it's not to say that there's anything wrong with online online dating. I'm not saying that. But just like um traditional dating, you gotta put in the work. You gotta communicate, mm-hmm. you gotta talk, you have to interview that other person. And get to know what's going on, and uh, not try to make some quick decision. And I, I mean, some people spend longer trying to figure out a cell phone plan than they do their significant other. You know, take yep. time. True. And, and exactly. Do, I mean, do your homework. You know, that's true. You gotta do your. You Absolutely gotta do your homework. True. If, like I said, like I said earlier, you know, you know what you like, and if you're going out there, you're settling then, you know, you're already looking for a jacked-up experience because there's no reason to settle. I mean, so you got to, you got to think high up on the hog because you don't, want no, you don't want somebody undesirable, and you know they're under, undesirable from the giddy-o, you know. So you might as well just, you know, pick, you know, it's all right to be, you know, take your time and be picky because, mm-hmm. you know, when you make those rush decisions, it's just like buying, it's like buying a bad used car. You know the joke of Jack yeah. when you bought it. Yeah. Lemon. Yep. <laughs> My so let's get ready to, to wrap things up. I'll ask this 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 last question. And we're talking about millennials right now. And you mentioned the statistic about millennials not having sex, but for the ones that do have sex, Marcia, do you think that some millennials just view sex as something to do more so than something to share? Well, in my opinion, I think that, yeah, I I think that a lot of the millennials are lacking the connection part of the game. And I just say game loosely, you know, air quotes game, because it's no longer the forbidden fruit. That's number one. There's so much sex around, number two, and they are back into that procreation. I want a kid, my my biological clock, my biological clock, that kind of thing. And I'm talking about millennials that are beyond 25. I don't know if you're talking about the millennials that are 18. Is that the the time frame you're talking about? Because 18-year-olds, they're not even thinking about babies and all that. But the 18-year-olds, they're listening. Those who may be in their 20s right now, I guess. Okay, so the ones that are in their 20s. Like I said before, they're less sexually active because a lot of them are just obsessed with their careers. So maybe they think that, you know, sex is just something to do. You know, there's, there's either, either the ones who are coupled and they say, well, the woman will say, well, I'm in my twenties and, you know, I want a child and, you know, the biological clock and this race again, you know, because now, 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 now kind of thing. So yeah, that's my view. I think that 
to a certain extent, they do think that it's something to do because that connection is no longer part of their forte. That connection is no longer uh, a staple in their relationship. A lot of them are bringing in, well, not just millennials, but a lot of people now are bringing in a third party, fourth party, you know, the open relationships. They have open marriages now. They have um, swingers and they have um, polygamy and polyandry and all that. So maybe it's just something to do. Maybe it's something when I want to procreate, well, I want children. So, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, I can leave you or whatever. Yeah, I don't think that they have that much impression based upon they want to share, so to speak. Does that make sense? I think that they think it's more so of, yeah, it's something to do. Uh, let's go have sex. Swipe. Okay, let's go have sex. You know, or those who are coupled, well, I want a child. So that's their intention. That's their goal. Okay. Terry, what do you think? Do you think it's, sex has turned into just something to do? I think that sex has turned into, I guess it's, it's a transactional um, interaction. You know, for a lot of the young people, the millennials that I know, um, it's not so much about uh, being in love or relationship or even even intimacy. It's, oh, you know, I'm stressed out, I had a rough week, blah, 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 blah. I just need to go smash. Let me call old girl or let me hit old dude if I'm going to go by and see him for a minute. I'm serious, and that's how it goes. So you go by, I know a lot of them. They go by, they smash, they get up, and wash their tail, they keep it moving. I'm good. I'll talk to them in a week or two. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna put That's... you on the spot for a second, Terry. Are you auditioning for something? I mean, your voice is amazing. My goodness. No, I'm not auditioning. I'm not auditioning. But however, if you would like to invite me back, I'll be happy to come. <laughs> this is how this is how I speak, Marcia. Tell him this is how I speak yeah, every day, all day, all day, every day. Yep. <laughs> she could be a phone sex girl. I no, my goodness. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with that. I got a couple of accents too. A couple. A couple. A couple. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me get some water. <laughs> <There's a water>. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need a little bit more than water, pimp. <laughs> you know, Buck, when you came on, when you came on, I wanted to I wanted to mention that there is this this porn star named Buck Angel. Have you heard of yes. him? Yes. No, I have not. <laughs> You've never heard of Buck Angel? No. So Buck Angel, uh, I met Buck Angel. So because of the business that I'm in, I always go to the sex expo in Vegas. I just didn't go this month or last month, rather. But I usually go. And I met Buck Angel mm-hmm. last year, and I've been dying for him to come on my show. Buck Angel is the only man, well, maybe there are more now, but the only man that I knew then with a pussy. Oh, wait, okay. what? Okay. I'm sorry, I don't have a record scratch sound effect. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they what? When I saw Buck Angel, and I'll describe him to you, 
He's a white male. He has tats all over his arms, like a sleeve of tats. Bald head, mustache, goatee. He wears glasses. And he has slightly bold legs, and he's kind of muscular. So I'm like, hey, fuck, how you doing? And he did an interview with someone while I was there, and he's like, yeah, I was born a woman, and I still have my genitalia. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Get okay. out. Yeah, so he threw me for a loop when I met him. He has been doing, he says that in the 70s was when he changed his, his appearance. His, his living style. He cut off his tits, and he decided that he wanted to live his life as a man. So I said to him, so do you sleep with men then? Does that make you, because if you are a woman and you're sleeping with men, then that's a real heterosexual dynamic. But if you're living as a man, he, and I, he says, no, I sleep with women. Like, matter of factly, like, yeah, I sleep with women. Like, oh, I'm well, you know, that you don't have the equipment down there. Okay, well, they have toys. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I, you know, that's when you said Buck, I was going to make that joke. Is it Buck Angel? You know, so that's the back story. Yeah. No. I can't, I can't, I can't roll like that. This is a different kind of book here. <laughs> I get down a different kind of way. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. 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 Wow. Okay. Wow. Ain't no change. Ain't no change. Ain't no change in genders here. I ain't no. I ain't no angel. I'm a fucking devil. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. No, it had to be Buck Devil on this one, not Buck Angel. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that one, Buck. Give me a big high five. Let's get ready to, to wrap things up. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and I appreciate you taking the time, RC. I know I'm running. Late and you're on the East Coast. You and Terry are both on the East Coast, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate you all staying up late to uh, come on, and it's been very entertaining. As well. uh, let me ask you this, uh, Maria. What is the Speaker MC show? How can people learn more about that and get more of you? The Speaker MC show, it's a 60-minute show with me and two guests talking about relationship, how we treat each other how we treat ourselves, and how we treat our environment. It comes on on Mondays. Well, not every Monday. It's alternate Mondays. So the next coming show will be on Monday, February 19th. We just had a show last night. So the next one will be in two weeks, February 19th. And that show is about food. So the topics are varied. And this one is about food, using food as an information source. It's called Food. I'm a Vegan. And how we, how what we ingest may be sending the wrong signals to our organs, and then we end up on the doctor's table unnecessarily. So that's basically what that that show is about. And you can find me, just go to my website and see the calendar, marciachambers.com, or excuse me, excuse me, Ooh, I need water, or on social media, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest. I'm speak to MC. That's speak 
the number two MC. Like your talk to Q, I'm speak to MC. Okay. And you can okay. find my calendar on the website. Sounds good. So MarciaChambers.com or at speak to MC and I speak the number two MC. Mm-hmm. Well, it has been a pleasure having you on the Talk to Q Radio Show this week. And Marcia, you may be aware of um, Terry, you may not be. There are actually only three T2Q shows left. I'm actually retiring February the 20th uh, after seven years. Wow. But I will continue to do podcasts. I just won't have like a live show, like a call-in show like I do now. I will continue Uh to do podcasts, and I will definitely – Reach out to you, Marcia, and Terry, you are more than welcome to join. In fact, Marcia can hook you up with my information on Twitter or Facebook um, Mm -hmm. and definitely have you two on for one of the podcasts if you want to join. And I would love if you come on my podcast as well. I will definitely give it to to Terry. I would love if you also come on my podcast because besides the Speaker MC show, I also do a show every second Wednesday of the month called The Swell happy hour where we dive uh-huh. deep into sex and it's a 60 minute show. I usually have a guest on. If I don't have a guest on, then I'll do it like a webinar of course, or, you know, informational and it's all about sex. We talk about seven different topics and we dive deep and I'd love to have you on my podcast as well. I would love to join. I'd be honored. Thank you. Indeed. All right. And, and you're uh, so indeed, I'll definitely do it. So All right. I'll make sure Buck gets hooked up with you on, on Facebook as well. And uh, and we can do this. And it's all about networking and helping each other, supporting each other. That's what it's all about, if you ask me. So, and, and shoot, Terry, I wish I could have had you do some voiceovers for me back in the day. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the talk to you. We're too late. Radio show. I'm sure that, that you're an industrious man is never too late. It's never too late. Hey, she came on the show. Everybody was like, everybody was listening like, oh, shit. You know? So, she got everybody's attention when she came on. I know. I stopped. I was like, okay, did I accidentally connect to a 900 number? What's going on? Huh? Oh, right? This sultry voice. <laughs> but see, that's what that's what makes it. See, this is what you miss on social media. See, when you meet somebody mm-hmm. in person, they, and you miss the smell, the sound, what they look like. You missing yeah. all that, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. all part of communication because those signals. If, if you know you're looking at you're looking at eyes and you know everything looking good and there's a connection, you can't get that on social media. Because you're looking at a picture. Yeah. That picture may be 30 years old, you know, when they, you finally see that joker. It's all know. about Woo. enticing the senses. Like like Buck said, yep. you know, the smell turned him on. And sometimes it can be an, um, an audio, um, you know, response, you know, just like her voice or whatever. And so that's uh-huh. why it's, it's always great to talk to someone on the phone rather than text whenever possible to get that voice exactly. and everything. And that, that also helps with communication. You can kind of hear inflection and things of that nature. And so that goes a long way towards um, 
building your relationship and and communicating. And I mean, you know, if you're texting Terry, you may not get the same effect. But if you talk to Terry, you're halfway to her house before you realize you forgot your car. So. <laughs> It's like, why am I standing at this stoplight? I could have sworn. Damn, I left my car. I left my car back there. Hey, high five, Terry. High five, Terry. Enticing the senses. Do what you can. Mm, thank you. Entice your senses. So, all right, real quick, I, I, um, mm-hmm. I want to, uh, you know, uh, we have a show next week um, on the 13th, and uh, we'll talk about relationships next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. So feel free to participate. You don't have to call be a in. guest to call. To call in, just, you know, call in and join us if you want to talk about okay. the, the discussion. So that's next Tuesday on the 13th. And uh, you can follow okay. me on Twitter at TalkTheQ. And you can find me on Facebook at ThankQ. And that's thank and second word, Q-U-E. All right. Okay. So final thoughts. We'll go through this really quick because I know I've, I've held you all up. And, and Buck, go ahead and give your final thoughts real quick and we'll wrap the show up. And this is very enjoyable. I mean, it's a lot of fun having having a guest on tonight. And uh, I mean, this is. It, I mean, I love shows like this where you can re- you just kick back, relax, and I mean, learn some things, and at the same time have a lot a lot of fun doing it. So, you know, just enjoy enjoy having having everybody on tonight, and you know, everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you very much, sir. Terry, you have any final thoughts? Yes, I do. Q, thank you for uh, presenting this forum to us. It was a pleasure. Um, (laughs) 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 It was a pleasure to be on and have grown folk conversation. And I think uh, the the whole topic, you know, it it was great. And my closing thought is that uh, communication, verbal communication, physical, physical communication, the, the the whole presence is what's important. That's that's how you build a connection. That's intimacy, sex. It all goes together. It's like a big, big, wonderful bundle of joy. Thank you again, and you guys have a great week. All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. Marcia, shut it down for me. What you got? All right. Well, what do I have? This has been. Very, very enjoyable. I really appreciate being on your show and having all this fun. I really appreciated Terry's commentary as well as Buck's commentary. Very insightful. And your questions were really, really good, you know, thought-provoking. So thank you so much for the opportunity. And I just wanted to say, I my love language, one of my biggest love languages is gift giving. So I have a gift for all your listening audience. Go to bit.ly forward slash get your gift now, bit.ly forward slash get your gift now, and just receive that gift. And if anyone's in the New York area, February 24th, I'm hosting Champagne and Chocolate Conversations, and this is uh-huh. going to be for women to discover three easy steps to recover your libido. 
It's $27, and you bring a plus one for seven. And it will be held at the Brooklyn Sheraton Hotel. So that's February 24th, Saturday, February 24th at 7, Champagne and Chocolate Conversations. Be there and collect your gift. And thank you so much, Q, for the opportunity. And I'll be there next Tuesday. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot. It's great to have you on. Uh, it was a, um, a very fun show, very fun show. I enjoyed it. And like I said, this show is like a roundtable discussion amongst friends. You just sit around, you chat, and talk about stuff that mainstream just doesn't always get into, you know, things that people don't want to discuss. And um, we've been here for almost seven years and over 750 episodes, but and we have a great time doing it. So, like I said, the live show is going away, but I'll be around. I'll, I'll still be around doing podcasts and things of that nature, making my contribution. Uh, I just need to try to figure out if I'm going the YouTube route or if I'm going to do something else. So, But in the meantime, thank you so much. Again, a round of applause for, for all of you. All of you were, were great, but Terry and Marcia. Uh, if I can get my applause button to work here. Uh, <laughs> skip it. I'll just do it myself. Hey! Yeah, it's been great. So my thanks to all of you. My thanks to all of the listeners out there. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed yourself. And um, again, if you Need more information on how to catch up with Marcia? You can go to talktoq.com. I have her information linked on the show page for tonight. And um, it will reach out to me, and I can put you in touch with her. Or go to Twitter or Facebook and social media outlets and search for Speak to MC. You can do it that way. So, everyone, go to talktoq.com. Sign up for my email newsletter so you can keep up with what's going on. Or maybe you want to read my blog over at thankyou.me. Um, it's been a while since I posted a blog, but um, I'll probably get back into it more uh, since I won't be doing the show every week. So maybe I can get that going again. The blog has been around longer than the show. The blog is going on eight years, I think, and it has over a million hits. And so it's still doing well. So go over there and check it out. And you can learn more about me as I kind of present things from my perspective, rather than asking questions like I do here on the air. Uh, So everyone have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your week. You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get. 
Sandman posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. No, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. You want to be my <laughs> blog lover. Oh my god. Is that it? Put some respect on my name.